0: Hello and welcome back. I'm your host, Evangelist Talon Michael. Today I'm going to teach you three spiritual laws that will take you to the top in life. Three spiritual laws that will make sure you're never the bottom, you're always the top. I want someone to type in the chat with me this morning, type, I'm going to the top in Jesus' name. And I believe if you stick to the very end of this live stream, your life will not be the same. Let me say good morning to John and Arvin and Megan And all of our OGs, I'm sure Amber's going to be jumping on. If you haven't hit the subscribe button on this channel yet, make sure you do that and turn on your notifications. I want you to make sure that you're notified every time that we go live. I go live four times a week, Monday through Thursday at 11.30 a.m. And these live streams are, I mean, I'm sure everybody says this, but these live streams are genuinely life-changing. You can guarantee if you watch these live streams every single week, Where you are a year from now will not be the same as where you are today. Your life will increase. Doors of opportunity will come your way. Angels of favor will surround about you. You will experience supernatural increase in your life. And we're going to get into that today. This week, I want to cover seven spiritual laws that you must honor in order to have uncommon success. Today, we're going to do three of them. Tomorrow we're going to do the other four. And these laws are laws that have changed my life. They took me from having negative $233 in the bank to building a seven-figure business and a multi-six-figure ministry. They took me from uh, being low in my faith, low in my spiritual maturity, low in my knowledge of the word, to a mature Christian who operates in spiritual laws, operates by faith, moves mountains with faith, Everything about my life has drastically changed because of these laws. So we're going to cover three today. Number one, I want to cover the law of difference. The law of difference. I want someone to type this in the chat for me right now. Your difference decides your importance. Your difference Decides your importance The first law that you must honor is the law of difference What god has put inside of you that you do not what has god put inside of you that you don't recognize in others And for those of you that are going to wonder The book i'm going to read from today is from a dr. Mike murdoch a great man of god This is his book the seven laws That lead to uncommon success The seven laws that lead to uncommon success Great book. I tried to read it relatively often. So he says, Your difference decides your importance. The first law that you must honor is the law of difference. What has God put inside of you that you do not see inside of others? The difference is critical. Something within you cannot be found in another. Your similarity creates your comfort. Your difference creates your rewards. I want you to write this in your notes. My difference creates my rewards. If you look like everybody else, if you operate like everybody else, if you preach like everybody else, else if you move like everybody else, you look like a clone. And your similarity will create your comfort, which isn't bad. When you have a, a church culture or you have a business culture, when you have a culture, you should look like everybody else in your culture. That, that's what gives you comfort in that culture. That's what gives you comfort in that atmosphere. But what brings your reward is your difference. It's your difference. What do you love to do? What do you love to think about, know about, learn about? That is a clue to your assignment on the earth. And he says this, If you do not know your distinctive difference, you will never discern what others need from you. Did you know that there's a distinct difference inside of you? That others need from you. Do you see that comment? We got some dude that said he pooped in his pants. I don't know what you think we're running here. This is not an insane asylum. We are adults. Joe Biden is the only adult that's allowed to poo in his pants. All right. If you do not know your distinctive difference, you will never discern what others need from you. You become a hostage... To trying to be what somebody else wants you to be. Instead of who you really are. Imagine the eternal task of teaching a cat to bark. A thousand years later, no progress has been made. I want you to capture that. So there's something inside of you that God has put inside of you because people around you need it. Write this in the chat. People need what God's put inside of me. People need what's inside of me. People need the the anointing of an evangelist that's on my life. People need my business mind. People need my marketing mind. People need the grace on my life to grow on social media. There's things inside of me that people require out of my life. People need something that God has put inside of you. Your job is to recognize your difference. Now, here's the difference between being a Holy Ghost Christian, a, a mature person who operates in spiritual things versus a carnal person. Carnal people magnify weakness. Spiritual people magnify difference. So a carnal person will look at their pastor or they'll look at a man of God and they're going to say, oh wow, his tie is crooked. His shoelace is untied and they'll start they'll they'll acknowledge things of the outward appearance which don't get me wrong i mean your outward appearance is crucial but a spiritual person magnifies a person's difference and then honor is rewarding somebody for their difference so you've got to recognize what's different inside of me what made me different to my generation there's only one of me i don't have another clone I don't have someone else that knows what I know, thinks like I think. There's not. There might be people close, but I'm unique. I'm different. God's put something different inside of me for this generation. He says, study yourself. You must discover what your difference is. God placed a part of himself in you that nobody else possesses. That is what has kept him protecting you and preserving you. So there's a part of God that's inside of you. That you are responsible for getting to your generation. I like how he says this. Hell fears your difference and stays aware of it. Do not live the rest of your life without discerning the investment that God has placed in you. You know, it's funny because what does it say in Ephesians 1? Knowing the inheritance that is found in the saints. There's an inheritance inside of you. God's put literally pieces of himself inside of you as an inheritance. You are an investment. That's why Jesus used the parable of the talents. God has invested part of himself in you to take that and multiply it in the earth. So that when Jesus comes to rapture you out of the earth, or if you move on to heaven before that happens, he can say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You've multiplied the talent that I've given to you. And to him who multiplies and has much, he'll receive even more, the Bible says. And he'll say, enter into the joy of the Lord. So you are an investment. God has invested into you with difference. Do not live the rest of your life without discerning the investment that God has placed in you. Something keeps God intrigued with you. Angels discuss you hourly. You are the carrier of his presence. You are the carrier of his uniqueness. Nobody understands you. Why are you confused by that? How could they? There has never been another you on the earth before. So I want you to write these four things down in your notes. Number one, what do you love? Number two, what do you hate? Number three, what angers you? Number four, what makes you weep? These are all clues to understanding your assignment in the earth. What do you love? I love getting people saved. I love bringing people into the kingdom of God. And I love business. I love marketing. I love the the marketplace. So I know that I'm called to be a kingdom entrepreneur. But first and foremost, I'm a man of God who's required and, and called to reach this generation with the gospel. What do I hate? I hate religion. I hate anything that would hold revival back. I hate carnality. I love the move of the Holy Ghost. What angers you? The grieving and quenching of the Holy Ghost. What makes you weep? What makes me weep is when people don't hear the true gospel, people that are lost, people that need to be saved. People that don't get a fair shot because a pastor or an evangelist or someone religious in their area doesn't doesn't bring the full measure of the gospel. So identify those things in your life and they'll help you to identify your assignment in the earth. So that's number one, recognizing difference. Number two, the second law, the law of the mind. Did you know there's a law of your mind? I have a book called Renewing Your Mind. You can find it on Amazon. Renewing Your Mind. In this book, I explain how your mind, your will, your emotions, your soul was given to you by God. The most precious thing God ever gave and ever created is the soul. doesn't say the spirit. God is spirit. Your spirit is precious to God, but you are an extension of God. Your spirit derives its life from God. It's it, your spirit is borrowed. Remember, it doesn't say that spirits go to hell. It says souls go to hell. So somebody's consciousness, their soul, goes to hell. God receives His spirit when people die. His deposit. Amy said, did you write that book? No, I didn't. It's a book by Dr. Mike Murdoch. You can find it on Amazon. Dr. Mike Murdoch, The Seven Laws That Lead to Uncommon Success. The Bible says, what is it for a man to gain the whole world, yet lose his spirit? No. Yet lose his soul, his mind, his will, his emotions. 3 John verse 2, I wish above all things, brethren, that you be in good health and prosper, According to your soul prospering. The most precious thing God ever created is the human soul. It says in the book of Genesis, when God created man and breathed into his nostrils, it says, and man became a living soul. Everything was made out of God's spirit, everything. He fills all in all. But only man was made a living soul. A little lower than God, even above the angels. Your soul is the most precious thing God has ever created. The mind, will, and emotions of man. So the law of the mind. Every life battle is a mind battle. If you win in your mind, you will win in life. If you lose in your mind, you will lose in life. Somebody type in the chat, I will win in my mind. You must win the mind battle. Your mind is not in control of you. You are in control of your mind. You are not what you think about. You determine what you think about. That's what I hate about all this mental health garbage. I understand that people need help with their mental health. But this is the answer. You are not a slave to your mind. Your mind is a slave to you. You must flip the script. You must understand I am a spirit. I have a soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions, and I live in a body. I am not subject to my soul. My soul is subject to me. When you learn how to program the soul, it will work for you. It will produce the God kind of life for you in the earth. That's why it says, above all things, that you be in health and prosper according to your soul prospering. Your prosperity in life is determined by your soul prospering. Having the mind of Christ, the Bible calls it. Every battle is in the mind. You must learn how to win your mind. That's where the devil fights. He operates in the soulish realm. He can't, he can't get your spirit. The Holy Ghost lives in your spirit. Your spirit and the Holy Ghost have become one spirit. The only place he can get you is in your mind. Prophet Kenneth E. Hagen once said, If you ever feel mistreated just know that the devil's working on you. If you ever feel undervalued, if you ever feel disrespected, if you ever feel offended, if you ever feel mistreated in your life, know that the devil is at the root of it. The devil is behind it. The devil is working on you. But the Bible says you can take every thought captive that would exalt itself against God and make it obedient to Christ. Make it obedient to the Word. The weapons of our warfare are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Use your confession. Use the joy of the Lord. Use the word of God. Cut down every devil that would attempt to have a stronghold against your mind. Hallelujah. When you manage your mind, you can manage your life. Every battle is in the mind. You win or lose in the mind. Philippians 2.5 Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. This is why we must renew and purge the mind. Three things your mind needs. I want you to write these down. Number one, your mind needs a focus. You need to focus on something in your future. Your mind has two parts, your memory and your imagination. Your memory replays the past. Your imagination preplays your future. God gives you pictures of tomorrow so you will not regress and deteriorate into the past. God says, I will do a new thing in Isaiah 43, 19. Always remember your mind needs a focus. I want to use the example of Abraham. He says this. That is why when God talks to you, he will put a picture in your mind of your future. This is what he said to Abraham in Genesis 15. Abraham, see the stars. That is what your children are going to be like. See the sand on the seashore. That is what your descendants are going to be like. So God gave Abraham a mental picture of what he was going to do with him. Get a mental picture. Get a vision. Get an imagination. Get hope in your mind for what God is doing in your life, where God is taking you, how God's going to use you to preach all around the world, how God's going to use you to help your pastor, help your church where you're at, how God's going to increase and multiply your business, how God's going to bless your marriage, bless your children, bless the work of your hands. Get a mental picture, a mental image. Get in your mind what God is going to do with your life. Use your imagination to pre-play your future. Use your imagination to guide you into all that God has for you. Can you say amen? The picture in your mind controls your behavior. You will always act like the person that you think you are. This is huge. I want you to get this. This is what the root of uh, insecurity is. This is what the root of... Basically, every good and bad behavior in a person boils down to this. You will act like the person that you think you are. The Bible says it this way, as a man believes in his heart, so is he. You will always act out who you see yourself to be in your mind. The first thing God will do when he wants to bless you is present a picture of how he sees you. The shortest child in the smallest family in the runt tribe of Israel was hiding in the corner of a threshing floor, and God said, Gideon, thou mighty man of valor. Gideon moaned back, Me? (laughs) The Lord said, Yes, you. Even Jeremiah said, I'm only a child. God said, Shut up, you're a prophet. Someone type this in the chat. I see myself how God sees me. God doesn't see you as a runt. God doesn't see you as the the smallest man of the smallest tribe of Israel. God sees you as a mighty man of valor, a mighty woman of valor. God sees you as a prophet, as an evangelist, as an apostle, as a teacher, as a pastor. God sees you as the body of Christ in the earth. To beat the hell out of the devil every single day. That's how God sees you. You must see yourself how God sees you. You are not small in God's eyes, so don't be small in your own eyes. God's doing a new work in you even today, in Jesus' name. Number two, the three things that your mind needs. Your mind needs instruction. Your mind needs instruction. Speak to your mind to harness your thinking. Your mind does not filter the information it acquires. Your mind is literally an emotional magnet searching for information to verify your opinion or to escape present pain. Hey, Commander, good to see you. Welcome back. Listen to this. I want you to get this about your mind. Speak to your mind to harness your thinking. Don't let your thinking run wild. Don't let your mind do gymnastics. Don't let everything... Oh, my husband, he's five minutes late coming home from work, and I've got supper ready. Is he with his secretary? Is he out And I mean, don't get me wrong, like you should investigate a little bit, make sure your husband's living right, but don't let your mind do gymnastics. Don't let the devil fool with your thinking. I mean, I know God's word says that if I sow, I'll reap, but I I, I just don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. This person said that they like did this and they didn't receive this and... Don't let experience dictate God's word in your life. Your mind is literally an emotional magnet searching searching for information to verify your opinion or to escape present pain. That's the battle of the spiritual mind and the carnal mind that Romans 8 talks about. You must subject your carnal mind to the spiritual mind. Get the mind of Christ. Don't get caught up all in your feels. I don't know, this girl smiled at me. She might like me. Chill out. The right one will show up at your doorstep. Yeah, I saw that boy. He was singing worship and he winked at me from the stage. Get out of your flesh. Calm down. Get a vision. Do something with your life. And watch how God will just add good things to you. I remember that like even... I met my fiance when I was living in like a basement apartment in Iowa. But even then I was like, even now, I mean, like I, I live in, in a nice home. I mean, like I, we got a massive yard. We just had a mode today. I drive a Cadillac. I've got a $30,000 studio just past 3 million on YouTube. You got a business that's on its way to seven figures, a ministry that's multiple six figures. I mean, to anyone else from the outside, look in, you're like for 26, that guy's doing well. For me, I'm like, I could do so much better. And obviously like every bit of increase has been because of the grace of God. But have that mindset. Have that mindset that I'm going to attract a high status person because the Lord will put me in my position. I'm going to work. I'm going to be excellent. I'm going to be someone that has the mind of Christ that will attract who I am. You know why I got a high status woman of God as my fiance? Because I'm a high status man of God. I won't settle for anything less. I choose to be what God calls me to be. Choose to be that person. If you're still scraping by in life, if you run around in wrinkly clothes all the time, if you haven't bought a new pair of shoes in three, four months, move up higher in your life by the word of God and by the grace of God. Someone type in the chat, I'm moving up higher. All right, the next thing your mind needs. Number three, your mind needs a hero. Your mind needs a hero. In my office, in my studio, over in the back, I've got pictures of great men of God that I admire. I've got pictures of my heroes back there. I've got evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth standing in front of a private jet. Changed my life. He's a mentor of mine. I'm very thankful for him. I've got my pastor, Pastor Stan Pody. He's raised me up in the ways of God and in excellence, and he's built my character more in the last year I've been sitting under him than, than anyone else has in, in the last 25 years of my life. Pastor Mark Hankins, one of the great generals sent to our generation. Pastor David Oyedepo, or Edoboye, no, Oyedepo, sorry. Building the biggest church on the planet. I got a picture of him and his church. So I attach my mind to heroes. Attach your mind to someone who you look up to, who motivates you, who you look at and you say, wow, this is great. Your mind needs a hero, you need a champion that excites you, you need an example. Abraham was an example to Isaac and Jacob. Elijah unleashed passion in Elisha. Ruth loved the presence of Naomi. Two are better than one. That equation is divine and unchanging. Amen, Griffin. Griffin said, this is firing me up. Great broadcast. Praise the Lord. Make sure if you haven't already, you give this a thumbs up and you share it. Put it on your Instagram story. Tag me in it. Share it with someone. Commander said, Taylor, you okay? I'm doing great. I think I woke up with a fire in my belly today. Attach yourself to a hero. Your hero decides your energy, endurance, and experiences. Amen, Arvin. Find one. Anyone who has succeeded where you want to succeed. Anyone who has conquered what you long to master. Your mind is your garden. It is where you grow the fruit that sustains you, and you are the gardener. Glory to God. Number three, the third law that will take you to the top. Anything, this is the law of recognition. Number three, the law of recognition. Probably the most important law out of all three of these. The law of recognition. Listen to this. Anything you fail to recognize will exit your life. Anything you fail to recognize will exit your life. Have you ever been in a relationship or had someone close to you that you didn't realize how valuable they were to you until they were gone? It's like that old saying, you don't know what you got till it's gone. That's because you failed to recognize and celebrate what was in your life or who was in your life. Anything you fail to recognize will exit your life. This law is so powerful. I felt stirred to write over 200 pages about it in my book, The Law of Recognition. I highly recommend that book. Here's something you need to recognize. Recognition of a mentor Recognition of a mentor, recognition of somebody that is meant to lift you up in life. The Pharisees did not recognize that Jesus was the Christ, but Zacchaeus did. Oh, I'm sure you can still hear me. I don't know what happened. Our camera turned off. Keep listening, though. Recognition of a mentor. The Pharisees did not recognize that Jesus was the Christ, but Zacchaeus did. Elisha recognized Elijah's difference. Recognition of a passionate protege. We're fixing the camera, don't worry. Here's the next thing you need to focus on. Alright, we're back. Recognition of a passionate protege. A protege is, a very, is very different from a parasite. This is what I want you to get. And I'll close with this, and I'm going to pray for people. A protege is different than a parasite. You have to identify the difference here. What's going on with our camera? All right, keep listening, everybody. (laughs) A protege is very different from a parasite. A parasite wants you to sponsor them and pay their bills. A protege wants you to direct teach and train them This is what I want you to get here. Here's the difference a parasite Is someone who sucks the life out of you They'll use you for every we call them takers They're always expecting you to pick up the lunch bill They're always expecting you to buy this or buy that They're always expecting you to be the person that takes care of everything. They never look to do anything on their own They're looking to drain you. They're never looking to provide value They're looking to drain you. Someone typed this in the chat. There's a difference between a protege and a parasite. There's a difference between a protege and a parasite. Parasites are just looking to steal value from you all the time. They're the kind of people that come and sit under your ministry and they're just eager for the chance to get what they can from you and then bounce. They're not looking to fulfill the vision God's given you. So you'll see pastors or great men of God where people just come and sit under their church or sit in their pews and they're like, I love him. He's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And then they get some impartation, they get some invitations to go preach and then they're just out 5,000 and you don't see him again. Or if you do, you find out that they like stumbled and fell in the ministry somewhere. So identify a parasite versus a protege. There's people that God will send to your life to learn what's inside of you. And then there's people that the devil will send to your life to suck the life out of you. A protege wants you to direct, teach, and train them. Parasites want what is in your hand. Proteges want what is in your heart. That's the major difference. Elisha was Elijah's uncommon protege. Ruth was Naomi's uncommon protege They both recognized the difference in their mentors You must recognize the difference Like I've had people Even in the last couple of months that say uh, Like I knew I, I was called to They tell me that they had dreams or visions The Lord began to speak to them That they're tied to myself and tied to this ministry That there's something in me that God wants to get to them And they identify it. They honor it. I even had one guy say, man, you tell me however I can help you, no matter what. Like if I got to fly down from where he's at to come and help you with something, even with raising up these online evangelists or help you in the ministry, I'll do whatever you ask, which is a lot to say. And some people, they say that until they get the opportunity. But he seemed genuine. That's exactly right. I'll share that story, Brother Griffin. Just typed in the comments There's a great man of God in Africa Built a a worldwide ministry And He came out from his meeting With a duffel bag Full of US dollars Hundred dollar bills Probably hundreds of thousands of dollars If not millions of dollars in this duffel bag And he looked at this other young man That was in his ministry And he was getting ready to go To go plant a church and He was being sent out by the lord And he said you see that duffel bag full of cash Go in there and take as much as you want for the beginnings of your ministry And he said man of god. I don't want what's in the bag I want what's in you that produced what's in the bag That's the difference A lot of people will just get impartation They'll just hang out with a man of god long enough to get what's in the bag but You'll notice they come crawling back three, six, nine months later because they don't have what's in the man of God that produces what's in the bag. Be and receive uncommon protégés. Don't be a parasite and don't stand with parasites. Somebody type this in the chat. I will not be a parasite. In Jesus' name. Well, I hope you got something great from this today. I believe these laws are going to drastically change your life. Sorry, my nose is itchy. The law of recognition is a great law that you must adhere to. Recognizing good soil to sow into. Recognizing a ministry that is generous. Recognizing a ministry that's winning souls. Recognizing a a ministry that preaches prosperity. Preaches that you can be the head and not the tail. Good soil. And when you find good soil, sow into it. And with that being said, I'm going to give you an opportunity today to sow into this ministry. And I don't want you to miss tomorrow's teaching. It's going to be... This one was good, but tomorrow the the last four that I'm going to cover are going to be, I mean, grand slam. I want to give you an opportunity to sow seed into this ministry today. I believe God is going to send 100 people that will sow $1,000 each into this ministry this year. And many more that will sow 500, 250, $100 seeds. Currently we're feeding 2,000 kids each and every single month in third world nations. This is a handwritten letter by them. Uh, We've got a bunch of people in Uganda, actually, that we're feeding. This is a picture specifically from Nicaragua. And they're thanking us for the over 20,000 meals we've provided in the last two years. And this year alone, we will provide 24,000 meals. So by the end of the year, we will have provided uh, over 40,000 meals to kids that cannot take care of themselves. And each and every single one of these kids has an opportunity to receive Christ. So that's the best part. We don't just like... Allow them to go to hell with a full belly We give them an opportunity to receive the gospel And many of them do We also have about a dozen other ministries That we partner with on a regular basis And we're reaching hundreds of millions of people With the gospel each and every single month On Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, on TikTok We are everywhere And we're raising up a thousand online evangelists That will carry the glory of God A spirit of faith, full of faith And the Holy Ghost to this generation So I strongly encourage you today. Be somebody that connects yourself to this ministry. If you feel the Holy Spirit speaking to you today, whatever He tells you to give, I highly encourage you to sow today. And I challenge you to sow a seed that will change your life. Sow a big seed that will take you out of whatever situation you're in right now. I know people can give four-figure seeds. I know there's people that are listening that can sow a five-figure seed. I think already this year, in the last four months, we've given about $80,000 worth of offerings to other ministries already. So this is good soil. This is generous soil. I encourage you to sow today. As you're giving today, I'm going to pray over you and your seed. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, every single person today under the sound of my voice as they sow, as they sow, Father, I pray for a supernatural increase to invade their life. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray a special blessing over people that are giving even now, Tracy and John. Father, multiply them abundantly. Every other person that gives through Venmo, through Cash App, through PayPal, through our website, through Super Chat. Father, every person that gives today under the sound of my voice, I join my faith with them. Whatever they're believing for, let it be done unto them. Angels, ministering spirits, go. Cause the word to work and cause every harvest to come in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. And Amen. The different ways that you can give are on your screen. Cash app, dollar sign, Revival Way. Venmo at Revival Way. PayPal at Revival Way. Or you can give it at RevivalWay.com. Link is in the chat. You can give through Super Chat. And I believe as you give today, you will experience supernatural increase in every area of your life. In Jesus' name. Well, if you feel a call to the ministry, I'm about to play a video for you from a dear friend of mine, a great evangelist. We call him America's Evangelist, Evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. He has a Bible school that will exalt you in the ministry quick. It'll develop the right character that you need and the impartation that you need to spread the gospel to your generation. So I strongly encourage you check it out, and if you feel called to the ministry, I would go to this Bible college, and I will see you tomorrow morning at eleven thirty a.m. sharp as a tack. Bye bye. Jonathan Shuttlesworth with you in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you feel called into the ministry, we just launched Revival Today Bible Institute. Had our first in- incoming class, and we're about to do another intake. It's two thousand dollars for the entire year. We're going to train them up in what they need to know in the Bible what they need to know legally what they need to know in the realm of economics to make impact in the ministry if that's you the information is on the screen right now i'd like to hear from you don't pull it off i'm jonathan shuttlesworth and i'm waiting for your call